Today, Deep in Christ is back from its summer break, and we're talking about busyness, contemplative prayer, and to get a little advice from our sister in Christ, St. Edith Stein. It's going to be a good discussion. See you in a moment. Well, hello and welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, Chief Operating Officer here at the Coming Home Network International, bringing you another discussion about uh, this daily task we have of growing deeper in imitation of and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that uh, that's the thread that binds us here at the Coming Home Network International. You know, we're a network of converts, a network of people who have joined the Catholic Church and people who are thinking about becoming Catholic. Christians from all walks of life, Christians from all backgrounds, non-Christians as well, uh, who are are wanting to follow Christ. And the thread that binds us is that wherever we are on that journey, we have this task of needing to stay close to Christ day to day. And so I'm I'm glad you're to be back with you today. You know, it's been a it's been a long summer, a long busy summer for us. Uh, we actually took a couple months off here uh, in this particular show, but of course the work work continues. We've been busy. Uh, and we've, we've met so many new people, uh, members of the Coming Home Network online community, uh, people who've come to us through phone and email. Again, so many people who are, uh, who are investigating, investigating the Catholic Church. Uh, but in the meantime, again, uh, trying to remain deep in Christ, deep in prayer, deep in that relationship with the Lord that he's called us to and that we depend on uh, if any of our plans and projects are to go to go right. And so um, I actually had a, a, an episode queued up for this week uh, with my brother, Father Peter, about spiritual warfare, the spiritual battle. And um, and we'll get to that one. But it, it occurred to me that with, uh, with that time off, I wanted to just take a moment today and reflect a little bit about the Coming Home Network and who we are as a community, um, and just some reflections on the, the busyness of life and our, our call to prayer. So I've been very busy lately. You know, we have, uh, we have a tendency as humans, and, and certainly we're not exempt as Christians, a tendency towards activism, right? A tendency towards the multiplication of activity, the multiplication of busyness, uh, which translates or, or is indicative of um, a, a dependence on ourselves rather than dependence on God. And I got to say, I've been finding myself in that lately a lot. I've been noticing that I lean more and more into my own efforts, into my projects, my plans, my to-do lists, and I find myself frantic and frazzled. And so I turn to prayer, you know, um, but I notice even my prayer tends to be the, the prayer of, uh, of frantic uh, panic, you know, Lord, help me from this busyness I've gotten myself into. And of course, any prayer is better than no prayer at all. Uh, certainly. But I've been recognizing that I need to prioritize the Sabbath more in my life. And what I mean by that is I mean not just um, prayer, but the kind of prayer uh, from which all of our activity, uh, all of our, our walking with Christ should spring from. You know, I was thinking lately about, about the Sabbath. You know, we, we, have, we have this week of work, uh, and on the seventh day, God calls us to rest. We have this, this call in Scripture, this call from the church to rest in the Lord, and it's such a it's a such a human um, it's such an appropriate human experience that we get to that Sabbath day and we experience that pinch. If I could just work a little bit more, if I could just think a little bit more, plan a little bit more, then I could get more done. Lord, why are you calling me to this day of rest? Why are you calling me to cease from that activity? Um, 
we need, uh, we discover this when, when we embrace the Sabbath, we need uh, that time where we, we reconnect with the source of grace and power in our lives. So I've been recognizing this in my life lately, that I've learned this lesson many times before, but here I am once again in the midst of busyness, and it's not that I've ceased praying, but I've, I haven't been faithful to that kind of prayer where we simply go to be in the presence of God and we get to know him again, you know, and we, we it's, it's, it's interesting. We, we learn um, in prayer about our relationships with humans and we learn, we learn in our relationships with humans about prayer. I notice this in, in all kinds of relationships in my life where I get to that place where I'm busy with and around people, but I've sort of lost track of them. I've sort of lost connection with them, even though we remain busy and we're around each other all the time. I've lost connection with that person. And that's where I've found myself in prayer lately, that I've been, I've been acting busy and, and I've been praying, certainly, but I haven't been going to prayer um, and simply being with God. You know, we have that classic, uh, classic scripture verse. You know, we've all heard many, many times before. We've seen on mugs and placards and bumper stickers, be still and know that I am God. That's in Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. It seems to describe this important kind of prayer. You know, the Catechism of the Catholic Church describes three forms of prayer. We talked about that earlier uh, on Deep in Christ some episodes ago uh, with Father Peter and with Brother Rex. You know, the Church recognizes uh, three broad categories. Vocal prayer, you know, and that's sort of the, the liturgical prayer that we do, uh, the spoken prayer, the the rote prayers, you know, where we're the emphasis is on our saying things to God, right? We're we're thanking God, we're petitioning God, we're praising God, and that is an important uh, part of our prayer life. There's also meditation is another form of prayer, and that's where we're we're taking a text, taking scripture, or a great spiritual work, or even maybe nature or some some thing or some text, and we are actively reflecting on it. We're trying to learn from it. We're trying to see God's work in it. We're trying to see what he's saying to us. But it's still a very active kind of prayer, right? But the third kind of prayer, this contemplative prayer, and let me just read the, a moment from the Catechism here. Uh, the Catechism uh, says uh, here on paragraph 2709, what is contemplative prayer? St. Teresa answers, contemplative prayer, in my opinion, is nothing else than a close sharing between friends it means taking time frequently to be alone with him who we know loves us. Contemplative prayer seeks him whom my soul loves. It is Jesus and in him the Father. We seek him because to desire him is always the beginning of love. And we seek him in that pure faith which causes us to be born of him and to live in him. In this inner prayer, we can still meditate, but our attention is fixed on the Lord himself. So, I mean, as it noted there toward the end, there's, there's some overlap a little bit between meditation and, and contemplation. But contemplation, this prayer that is characterized mostly by being in the presence of God and really stepping back from the activity, stepping back from certainly our active life of, of striving and working and cooperating with God, that's all important. But even in prayer, stepping back from our, our active prayer, our speaking, our thanking, our praising, our meditating, our trying to understand and figure out, stepping back to simply be in the presence of God. That's so important, and that's what personally I found lacking in my life lately, that it's, it's so easy, again, even outside of prayer, to lean into the activity, and then even inside of prayer, to lean into my own active act of praying. But what we need um, as a bedrock uh, commitment in our life 
is going to this practicing, trying to go to this place of simply being in the presence of God. Because it's it's from there that we that we come into that relationship. Again, uh, in an earlier episode of Deep in Christ, Brother Rex and I were talking about uh, this great quote from earlier in the Catechism: How prayer is the relationship with God. Not not that prayer. I, I do prayer in order to build this relationship. The prayer itself is the relationship with God. And again, if I put too much of my, only my own activity in that prayer, then I, I can hinder that relationship. I simply need to be with the Lord, especially when I find myself having sort of been disconnected, you know, in the busyness of life. There's a great quote from St. Uh, uh, Edith Stein. Uh, she was a, a German-Jewish convert to the Catholic Church. She was a philosopher and a writer, and she went on to join the Discalced Carmelite Order of Nuns. She was eventually martyred uh, by the Nazis at Auschwitz, and the Church recognizes her as, as the saint and as a martyr uh, for the Church. Um, and she she wrote many uh, beautiful books, uh, uh, interest, interesting to both uh, philosophers and non-philosophers alike. Uh, some, great, some great spiritual works and essays as well. Uh, and I found this quote today. I was thinking about contemplation. Okay, so she writes, there is a state of resting in God, an absolute break from all intellectual activity, when one forms no plans, makes no decisions, and for the first time really ceases to act, when one simply hands over the future to God's will and surrenders himself to fate. I love this description of that kind of prayer, that mode of prayer, kind of where all of our prayer should be leading us to. Um, But one way or another, we need to make sure that there is this aspect in our prayer life, in our daily and weekly commitment to prayer, that at some point in the midst of that prayer, we're making sure that we're not skipping over simply holding back on the activity for a moment and being with God. The, the phrase that's been coming to my mind lately as I've been trying to return to this, rediscover this in my life in the midst of the busyness, is that, that time in prayer when I let the Lord set the agenda. Right? I go into prayer often because I, I have an issue or because it's time to pray. And so I praise and I worship and I thank the Lord and I, I, I tell him my needs. But at some point, I need to remind myself that there has to be a place for letting God set the agenda. What does he want to say to me today? What does he want me to hear or remember? And if in the quiet of that prayer, I don't receive anything, I'm simply there with God, then that's fine too. But there has to be that quality from time to time where we simply are with God and we allow him to act, even if it's in ways that we can't see or or discern. And that made me think a lot about the Sabbath, right? One of the reasons why the Sabbath day is such an important part of our week, that in, in the busyness of our week, you know, striving to be who God's calling us to be, striving to work and to act and to grow in virtue and to serve one another and to serve God, all good stuff. And when we get to that Saturday night, you know, or whenever our exactly our Sabbath starts, there's always that pinch, that very human pinch of, well, but if I, I could get more work done, right? Lord, I could get more work for you done, for my family. I could make more money. I could, uh, I, could, I could pursue my projects a little bit more. I could get more good things done. And that's, there's, there's a truth in that. There's a true intuition there that I could, on a human level, get more done. But there's a reason, of course. There's many reasons why the Lord insists on us taking that Sabbath. And one of them is that without that moment, without that moment in our week where we come to be in the presence of God and we put aside our own activity and let God simply work, we simply remember who he is, 
then our work outside that Sabbath day will begin to take on this restless activism. We won't be present to God in that work. Whereas when we take a good Sabbath, when we reconnect with God, we learn who he is by simply being in his presence. Um, we're able to go back out to that work uh, and, and retain that sense of the Lord's presence of who he is. You know, it's this, sort of this interplay. We've been talking about the cardinal virtues here for a long time, my, my brother, Father Peter, and I. And it's kind of the interplay between the cardinal or human virtues and the theological virtues. The church, uh, uh, again, drawing from scripture, has recognized that faith, hope, and love are these theological virtues, these virtues we receive as a gift of grace from God through the sacraments. Um, we receive faith, hope, and love, these capacities for being in relationship with God in our soul. And it's out of these, it's out of this, this life of grace, faith, hope, and love, that we're able to then live a Christian life. We're able to, in a human way, uh, again, be prudent and just and courageous and temperate and to do the good that God set us to. But this always has to proceed from this place of relationship with the Lord, the faith, hope, and love. And again, what's interesting about those, this notion of these being theological virtues is that we can't make them. We can't manufacture them. The faith that we have as Christians is not a faith that we've constructed. I haven't transcended the space between man and God. God has come to meet man. And, the, and that's the thing about this kind of prayer is that if I don't ever go into the kind of prayer where I make myself a recipient of that relationship, um, then all my active Christian life is going to become more restless, more busy, and more lifeless because I'm not really opening myself to God's grace. We, we have to sit at the feet of, of Jesus like Mary did, Mary, Mary and Martha. I mean, of course, that's the preeminent example of this, right? Mary and Martha. It's not that we're not called to be Martha in the sense of doing the things she was doing, but that has to proceed from this life of, at times, at the appropriate times, sitting like Mary at the feet of the Master and learning who he is, receiving this relationship uh, from him. Again, prayer is this relationship, but the kind of prayer that we have to make sure is, is prioritized and there's, that we always keep a space for it, just like we always keep a space for that Sabbath day, is this prayer where we simply sit at the feet of the Lord and receive this relationship from him. Another quote uh, from uh, St. Edith Stein you know, thinking more about this Sabbath effect. And again, we have the specific Sabbath day in the week, but it's almost like we could, we could think about uh, every day has to have its own Sabbath. Every day, every day in our life as a Christian is to have that moment or moments where we go to prayer in a, in a broad sense, but even more specific, specific sense too, almost the Sabbath moment in our day where we even leave aside our active prayer and we're simply in the presence of God open to the relationship he wants to give us, open to the theological virtues that he's uh, imbuing in us uh, through the life of grace. But she writes, God is there in these moments, these moments of rest, and can give us in a single instant exactly what we need. Then the rest of the day can take its course under the same effort and strain, perhaps, but in peace. And when night looks back and you see how fragmentary everything has been and how much you plan that has gone undone, and all the reasons you have to be embarrassed and ashamed, just take everything exactly as it is, put it in God's hands, and leave it to him. Really rest, and start the next day as a new life. I love that quote. Lots of things that are good in that quote. Relate, most relevant to the discussion today, though, is this notion of, again, in, even in our everyday life, there has to be this Sabbath moment 
There has to be this moment that we stop, we put aside our activity, and we receive peace from God. We receive, um, we, we are reminded by our inactivity in the presence of God that he is a loving father, that it's all in his hands, and that whatever good that we do has to proceed from his grace, that has to proceed attentive to his spirit, to his guidance. And so when we take that Sabbath moment, we're able to proceed out into the day with a new peace, a new confidence, a new, a new rest, knowing that it's all in his hands, just like God calls us to take that Sabbath day so that our whole week, even our week of busyness and work, can take on and retain that quality of, of our Lord's peace that, he's, that he, only he can give to us. So I just, I put that out there and just ask you today, you know, wherever you are on your particular journey, uh, are we as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, placing that as a priority in our lives, in our days, in our weeks, in our years as well? Uh, a, a priest friend of mine reminded me the other day that uh, we take that daily Sabbath, that weekly Sabbath, but even from time to time, we should take even a longer, larger Sabbath, you know, or a retreat time. Are we prioritizing those times in our life where we step aside from our activity and going to prayer, but particularly going into that prayer of being in the Lord's presence, receiving from him, receiving the relationship that he's giving us from him, not building that relationship ourselves, receiving it. Um, are we making time for that? And especially, you know, for those of you, we all have difficult uh, moments in our life. We all have difficulties in our life right now, projects, plans, things that need done, things that need fixed, whatever that happens to be for you in your life, though. Uh, hopefully we can challenge each other and pray for each other as Christians and remind each other, you know, that this quality has to uh, be put into our life and remain there, this place of being in the presence of God. You know, and if, if nothing else, that's all this is today. It's just a reminder uh, to do that if you haven't, because it's one of these lessons of the Christian life that it doesn't matter how many times we learn it personally, it doesn't matter how many times we read it in Scripture, how many times we're reminded of it by the great saints or by fellow brothers and sisters, we will always find ourselves in a place where we've, we've slipped away from it. We've slipped back into an activist uh, busyness in our lives, and we need to return, return humbly, but also trustingly the Lord is waiting there uh, to restore, to deepen this relationship with him that we, that we need, that we depend on. So just a few thoughts for you today. Hope they're edifying in some way. Again, I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, here at the Coming Home Network International. And this show, Deep in Christ, is just you know, a weekly reminder, a weekly opportunity for we members of the Coming Home Network uh, to to reconnect to what what uh, what binds us all together, which is this relationship with Christ. He's calling us deeper into Himself, deeper into relationship with this great gift that He has given to us, uh, the Church. And wherever you happen to be in your in your journey of of that uh, in Christ or with His Church, um, this is just a reminder to to stay close to Christ today. And let's keep praying for each other. So, God bless you. We'll talk to you again next week.